And uh, we had the privilege, some of us older folks, to have lived in a country uh, that was respected, that we loved, and we got to do so many things uh, in this country. And today, we're seeing it fall completely apart just about. And some of us older folks, we say, oh, golly, this is not right. And so we pray for our country. We pray for our leaders. Uh, we just ask God to use us, even though it's going to get darker. Uh, I believe that we can be lights at this time. Uh, the Bible says this in 1 Chronicles 12, 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of what the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were to and so on. They understood the times, it states in that verse. And if you don't understand the times that you're living in today, you need to wake up because a lot is happening. Our country is turning its back on God. It has been for the last 50 years, but increasing, increasing, increasing. We're beginning to see socialism uh, begin to come in our, in our country very strong. And as an older person that has always stood against uh, uh, communism and socialism, uh, it really bothers you when you begin to see it begin to take place in your own country. And so that bothers me quite a bit. Now, next week I was actually going to preach my Memorial Day message, and I'm going to back up and use it today. Next week I believe we have communion. I believe that's correct. So anyway, the title of my message this morning is There's a Storm Coming. And uh, we know the times. There's a storm coming. There's an underlying satanic evil system that's overtaking America. It's changing America. It's trying to change our constitutional society. Our constitution has protected us for freedom, to choose how we are to live, to be able to have the freedom to choose what we believe without government's interference enforcing us to live contrary to what we believe. But there's a tremendous movement that's taking place, a rebellious revolution trying to cancel America as we have known it. Our, hi our history is being taken away from us. Our history is being rewritten in many of the academic uh, centers today, and that breaks your heart. Uh, America, they're having a problem with their gender. They don't even know what they are. And they're trying to teach our children, <laughs> our little kids, things they don't need to be knowing right now at this time. And that's a problem. We see the demise of family and marriage. There's almost like a war, a battle against a husband and a wife and a normal family. You just don't see it too often today. Then law and order. <clears throat> We're seeing some cities begin to go down the drain. L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, New York City, Chicago, Indianapolis, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota, Milwaukee. We're seeing some cities defund police while cities are allowing murders, rapes, theft. 
crimes, lootings, burnings, disregard to any authority, all increasing by alarming rates. And we see it happening all around us. And citizens are beginning to sense that they're not safe anymore. And uh, Kara and I used to go down the city of Indianapolis all the time. We'd eat downtown and go shopping downtown, walk the streets downtown. I wouldn't do that without my 9mm pistol today if I had to go downtown to Indianapolis. Amen? Then there, we're seeing a cancel of life. Uh, euthanasia is becoming real popular here. I was reading the papers the other day, a girl in a wheelchair who get, get an apartment, she asked for euthanasia. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. And then abortion, of course, and that's the taking life of a life. And we, since Roe versus Wade has passed, we've had 63 million babies aborted. That's, that's amazing. I think what they ought to do, they ought to show an abortion on TV and show what actually happens and then show the parts of the baby and so on. Maybe they might think a little bit differently. And then they're attacking our history. They're trying to cancel it. They look at our forefathers, some of them history's giants, and uh, they weren't perfect, but they were giants nonetheless in many ways, and they're trying to make them and promote them as being sinful. So they want to do away with our history and reset and start at zero. In schools and universities and government, they say that's okay. <clears throat> Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, she said this, destroy the system, referring to the Constitution that she swore she would uphold. <laughs> it had, it's amazing what's going on there. And then cancel Christians. They say they're a threat because of their God view, their world view with God as the head. So they believe the idea of God is harmful and must be forcibly removed. Yet the socialists under Lenin killed 3 million people. Under Stalin, they killed 60 million that were murdered. Under Mao China's, Mao Zedong, 45 million were exterminated. As a matter of fact, in China today, Christians are systematically being removed. <laughs> they take them to camps or they kill them either way. Now, I would ask you this morning, name one communist country where there is open religious liberty. And that's why we should be concerned that socialism is coming to our country. Not only that, they want to cancel capitalism. Capitalism, uh, that's America's economic system. Ownership of private property. Ownership of private businesses. Private possession of goods. Limited government's role and enforcement in individual's life. To be able to have freedom. Freedom of religion. Socialism is itself a government that owns Resources, productions, focuses on what they say common equality. Socialism favors larger government, government control of social services involved in every aspect of one's life. It rules you. It tells you what you can have, what you can eat, 
what you can drive, what's permitted, your energy that you use, the cost of that energy. Who's in charge? They control all of that. Socialism says the poor are poor because the elite are rich. The successful are the oppressors and the poor are the victims. Because the rich will not share their wealth, though the rich pay 85% of taxes in this country, collected, since they won't share their wealth voluntarily, the only just course is to redistribute wealth forcibly through laws, taxes, by state ownership of property and production of goods. And any time you allow the government to be in charge of something, whatever that something is, it begins to go downhill. We've seen that in this country already. Socialism says capitalism, the right of citizens, entrepreneurship of being successful, is the root of all evil and blame for every evil because of greed, selfishness, and polluting the environment. They always have to get that in, right? Do you know since the first Earth Day, we just had Earth Day here a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, you know, since the first Earth Day to this Earth Day, I was watching TV, and it showed that we are 75% cleaner today than we were back then, that first Earth Day. And they're still trying to get us. <laughs> true greed. You want to know where true greed is? Look at Congress. They're spending. They pay no Social Security, automatically get benefits, fly around in their jets using more energy than we ever thought of using, don't even follow the laws that they themselves enact. You have to wear a mask most of the time. They don't have to most of the time. The other day, somebody was showing, telling me that uh, uh, some of them were at this spa working out, and it cost to be a part of that over $100,000, and your tax dollars are paying that for them. Too often, they go in as a common person, and they come out as millionaires. How does that work? It's amazing. In socialism, the state determines what the individual rights its citizens have. The state will be the source of human rights, and its citizens cannot criticize, not openly. In reality, socialism, the state owns the people, and the individual rights are only allowed if they don't conflict with the state's ideas. When Marx came on the scene, he was an atheist, of course, a Jewish atheist of all things. It reminds you of George Soros. <laughs> he said this, religion must forcibly by law be abolished. And here we are, we want freedom of religion and everything. We have it right now. But it's not going to continue on all the time. Marx said, children are the states, so government teaches them. That's why you see the increase of Christian schools and homeschooling today in a lot of ways. 
public schools are already controlled by the union and government's curriculum. It's during this recent pandemic, people, parents being home has helped them, those parents, see actually what's, their, what's happening in the classroom. And that's why you're seeing more parents begin to rise up against what they're teaching. Marx said, women are liberated from homemakers to our socialistic economy. <laughs> he said, we cannot be free if half the population is enslaved, motherhood, enslaved in the kitchen. Nor can we be free if parents have a right to teach their children religion. And that's something. That's where we're headed. That will be coming soon, I believe that. Atheistic philosophy. Mark said, human beings are nothing more than advanced animals. That's socialism. Huh? Discouraging poll I read recently, among millennials, a majority, 58%, would rather live in a socialistic nation than a capitalist nation. Government will take care of you. I think the Indians heard that one time. Being used today, socialism, by our government, by politicians, by woke, by critical race theory, by BLM, whose founder said she was a communist, and cancel culture, Antifa and all of them. But behind these movements, their revolution at its heart is socialism. That's behind it. Down with our constitutional system. Down with our Judeo-Christian foundations. Down with our history. Down with law and order. Down with us. Replace it all with what? Socialism and communism. I think before we accept that, they need to go to North Korea, China, Russia, Venezuela, Cuba. See how they're doing under those regimes. Huh? They might have a different viewpoint. If not, stay. <laughs> to help lead the way, a lot of Americans are beginning to realize you don't have to work. All around here, the place, I mean, $17, $20 an hour, and so on. Because the government will use those who do work, take their money, and take care of the half who don't want to work. Now, that's good until the working half realizes it does no good to work because someone else is going to get what you worked for, and that ends free enterprise. Huh? What we know collapses. Ecclesiastes 2.24, There is nothing better for man than that he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. Huh? 2 Thessalonians 3.10, For even when... 
we were with you. This we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat, you lazy bum. That's what he's saying. Amen. Some even believe socialism is scriptural. I gave this one time about a year ago, but I want to repeat it so we don't forget it. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And they say, see, socialism. That's what we're talking about right there. It's in the Bible. But the truth is, that has nothing to do with socialism. As a matter of fact, that right there, that is on Jewish kingdom ground, and it's not even for us today. You see, what they were doing, because they're going to be on the run during the tribulation, the Lord is telling them to sell everything because you're going to be on the run and those things won't be helpful when you are on the run. <laughs> the Antichrist is going to come after them. The second thing, Acts 4, it shows believers did own private property. They could not have sold their property if it, they didn't have any property. Number three, selling gives, selling, giving was from personal volition. They had the will, the freedom to do this. In socialism, it's the government that decides what people can have or do. Number four, they gave out of obedience and love for believers. They were not forced to do this by their government. Not everybody sold everything they had and gave. It was a free choice. And under socialism, you don't have freedom of choice. There, number five, there was no government involvement. In Acts 2, Acts 4 there, the government of Rome had nothing to do with their property, their food, or their wealth of the Jewish church. Government didn't care what they were doing, just so they paid the taxes. That's all they cared. These Jews didn't give their money to the state. They gave it to Jewish believers. And number six, in Acts 2 and 4, it didn't work. <laughs> the money ran out. Several years Later, Paul took up free will collections from churches to help these believers at Jerusalem. What it did do, it created poverty. It was not to be a long-term deal. Once you get on the government payroll, it's forever. Yet we know socialism is here. Why has is only Christianity and Jews and 
capitalism and stuff like that being silenced from the majority of states' public arena. Yet, don't we have a constitution? Don't we have a Bill of Rights? Why has our freedom of speech in most public circles not being allowed or heard today? They can go to these churches here and protest about abortion, go in, disrupt the services, do all that. I ask them to go to a mosque and do that and see what happens. Why has mentioning the only true God, the God of the Bible, that which our founding fathers stood on, publicly promoted, mostly no longer is permitted in public schools. There's a few exceptions. Or state houses or among most of our legislators. You come to the point, in a sense, why then should we pay taxes if we the people no longer have a voice? Amen? The only reason I do is, he says, pay your due. <laughs> but boy, inside, I want to stand up and fight it. Why have we allowed a few to tell us because our skin color is light? We no longer have a say or a voice. And that's used again by socialists. Do you tell us that anyone from other countries coming in through our borders are welcome given our tax dollars settled in America, given baby formula, are valued more than citizens and Americans because they're immigrants? Something's wrong. Most all of Americans are from families of immigrants. Even the native Americans, the one who they don't talk a whole lot about in this country, but they came from somewhere, whether it's India or Asia, and came over to Alaska, down to the States. However, they were immigrants at one time. America is the story of Armenians fleeing genocide by the Turks, the Jews fleeing Nazism, Chinese running from totalitarianism for freedom, Russians from Stalin's purge, Vietnamese from communism, the Cambodians escaping Pol Pot's killing fields, Europeans and Hispanics fleeing joblessness, drugs, and cartels, all coming to America for a better life. We're all immigrants. Even if we were born in this country, we can trace our heritage back. They came from somewhere. It all started with the pilgrims fleeing Europe from religious persecution. Multitudes sought freedom after being chased out, forced out by their own cruel countries. Multitudes sought freedom after being chased out, forced out. America's spirit has always been to wrap her arms around the mistreated. Amen? Yet the liberals... Big dig in history. <laughs> Not to find truth, but to find opportunities to denigrate and put down our country. Some are trying to cash in at the expense of people who were not even born yet. 
when the sins of the past were committed. But it was America that helped stop some of the thug leaders of this world. It was America who helped end slavery here around most of the world. America proved herself by her own laws and own blood by giving 660,000 of her own people's lives to try to do away with slavery. Within the movements today, they are not of God. They're not of the Bible because there's no forgiveness. There's no grace. There's no acknowledgement of the multitudes of people who stood up and fought to end slavery and discrimination, especially preachers. And we will fight against discrimination. It's wrong. It's sinful. And we can't have that. But the socialists, knowing us, they have used this atheistic system of socialism to try to divide and conquer us. And they're doing a pretty good job. America's immigrants, when they came, the common belief, a belief that was so deep, unquestioned, that it was the foundation of all institutions. Yale, Harvard, Princeton, all were Christian colleges. Now think that through. All of them were. They believe that there is a God. He's the God of the Bible. They believe the principles of the Sermon on the Mount, the Ten Commandments, are the foundation of a good life and great society. And that America has been uniquely blessed by God. This nation of immigrants was bound by a spirit that would make them become Americans. One nation under God. And Americans were willing to sacrifice their blood, their limbs for that type of country. What we've been seeing lately breaks your heart because the politicians never allow you to win the war. And our men have suffered as a result of that. But as we look back, Christian believers who will stand up and believe in God's truth and what he says in his word and how he operates within this society, to believe in God's truth is down to 6%. Think that through. 6% are willing to stand for biblical truth. Now, that's frightening. However, if 2% of a population are radical, they can persuade the rest. Huh? It's time that we become radical, amen? Psalm 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. There's coming a storm to America. What do we do? Esther, chapter 4, verse 14. Start with, go down, deliverance, arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? 
There's a reason you're here. There's a reason I'm here. For such a time as this. We try to be good citizens. Acts chapter 16, I'm getting ready to close here. Acts chapter 16, verse 37. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned being what? Romans. And then the next verse says this here. This is when he was thrown into prison. Go on, verse 38, yeah. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. Paul used his citizenship. Did you hear that? He used his citizenship. He worked under the system he was under. Acts 25, 11, and 12. For if I be an offender or have committed anything worthy, and he's given his defense before gripping them, worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal unto Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar thou shalt go. Paul once again used his citizenship as a Roman to try to go to Rome. And when he said he appealed to Caesar, do you know who Caesar is? Or was? Nero. Was Nero a nice guy? That's the system he worked under. But he still worked. He used his citizenship when he could, and when he couldn't, he just obeyed God rather than man. And that's what we're going to have to do one of these days. Paul's appeal ended up, they chopped his head off. But before they chopped his head off, he told young Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come they will not endure sound doctrine. That's the day. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears, Christianity today. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things endure the inflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. He said, listen, Timothy, it's coming. There's a storm that's coming. But I want you to know something. In all of it, you preach the word. When it's convenient, when it's not convenient. You stand up for truth, and when this storm comes upon us, it's our obligation as a believer to stand up for that truth. Paul says this at the end of his life, chapter 4, verse 16. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I prayed, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Nothing can change us going to heaven one day. 
to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He said, Timothy, you're going to face a storm. That storm's going to get rough, but I want you to stand. And when you stand for truth, Timothy, I want you to know something. God will be there for you. God will be with you. So regardless of what we see, the storm that's coming, it's happening, we can be involved as a citizen, but mainly as a Christian, we stand for what's right and what is truth. And we don't cave in to all that they're saying to us. That makes sense? Father, we love you. And I just wanted to share this today. And I just pray that it would pierce our hearts. We see the storm coming. We see socialism. We see it happening. It's taking charge. It's beginning to take control. And God, behind the scenes, we see it. We know it. So what do we do as Christians? That's what we have to decide. Will we go by the wayside and cave in to what they're going to tell us? A lot of Christians have already done that. But God, I pray that this group here this morning might be that light, might be that group of believers that say, regardless of what comes our way, we will stay faithful to Christ and stand on the truth of your word. And we'll give you the glory, God, for being there with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? We hope that you received a blessing from today's broadcast. You can watch us live and view past services on our website at gpnd.net. For more information, please visit our website or contact us by phone. Until next week, may God richly bless you as our prayer.